G'day everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of doublejump.co. I'm your host Abir and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Christian. Christian, how you doing man? Uh, just everything's been a bit of a mess lately. Um, we are just having another uh, continual rise in the amount of uh, COVID-19 cases, especially like, you know, oh. up our area. Yep, um, yep. Obviously, hot spots around. we're we're probably getting to the point where the restrictions and stuff are just going to be even higher than they were like a month ago. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm bracing any, anything like that <laughs> any day now. You think an you think people would have listened and seen the first few reports and then calmed down? But nope, that doesn't seem to have dissuaded anyone from going out and mixing. I'm oh, probably man. still doing it. Like, oh, for sure, man, for sure. People aren't taking it as seriously as they should and, you know, the community is going to suffer for it. But, you know what, that's that's what's going on outside. But over here, of before we get into the podcast for this week, um, special announcement. Um, we've just relaunched our Discord server with a whole bunch of new improvements. So Editor-in-Chief Jake's been hard at work, working with the community, trying to make a brand new Discord server, which is... Uh, you know, fresh, streamlined, um, got a lot of neat new features as well. So hopefully um, you guys will enjoy the new server. If you haven't already, feel free to head over to doublejump.co slash discord and join the new uh, server. And yeah, definitely welcome yourself into the community if you haven't already been a part of it. We'd always looking for new members and new, new awesome people to join us yeah we've uh we've got we've got a lot of uh channels and stuff in there that uh we just talk about different stuff with we've got our channels dedicated for gaming we've got stuff for you know pop culture and things like that and mm-hmm. obviously we've got a you know a, th- a thriving little community that just all you know yeah just, uh, just, i don't know they, we, we all hype each other up we kind of like exactly rec- that's have, what it's like, about familiar man. names you and know? stuff like that and yeah, we've got we've got also the uh, home for the official Double Jump Destiny Clan, as well as a home for our Minecraft server. So that's 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 a lot of fun uh, to see people getting involved in that. So definitely, doublejump.co/discord. If you haven't already, please say hi, join our community, and um, yeah, thank you for you know supporting Double Jump. Anyway, Christian, what do we uh what do we got on for today's episode? Uh, well, there's been, like, so much big news coming out of the streaming world. Uh, yep. some to do with business, some to do with, I guess, certain individuals. We'll cover more of that later. But, yep. um, obviously the massive news, um, Microsoft just pulled the pin on Mixer. Uh, mm-hmm. and it actually caught a lot of streamers by surprise. I did hear reports of um well I, I should address this by saying that i'm not a mixer user i don't yeah. stream on mixer and i don't, don't have either. an account to to watch users but the 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 sad thing about this is is that a lot of the top or not i shouldn't even say the top streamers but a lot of mixer streamers who would put like their heart and soul into using the platform maybe they thought being on mixer would give them an edge to twitch like yeah. like if if there's too much traffic on twitch they can go to mixer and kind of yeah. like make a name from themselves Less there noise. but it's like 
yeah. the the worst the worst thing about it this kind of broke my heart a little bit is that um, as people were in the middle of streaming, they got alerts saying like, you know, Mixer is going to shut down in a month's time. And it's like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, like, that... how do you get to the point where it's like, you know, I mean, sure, we obviously know that the big stories out of it is that Ninja and Shroud are free from the, their Mixer exclusive contracts. They were able to, you know, either go back to Twitch. I'm not sure if they've actually put out a statement yet as to... To specify what their plans will be. Have, uh, has anything been announced since? Uh, not that I saw. Um, as of this recording, which is um, on the twenty ninth of June, um, Melbourne time. But yeah, I'm sure there like will be we, some. For all we know, between us recording this and uh, uh, uploading it, they will have said something. But the only thing was maybe like a day or two after the, after Microsoft made the announcement, they just said, "Look, we haven't basically decided." And I'm referring to um. Mostly Ninja, but I think Shroud also said the same thing. I th- I'm pretty sure they both said that you know we, we just haven't decided exactly what our plans are. Stay tuned, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like, like just just average users ha- uh, have no like game plans. So- some of them have already migrated to Twitch. Obviously, the option yep. is there for them to use Facebook Gaming. But uh, like as far as I'm aware, like if you use Facebook Gaming, like you have to use your real name. Is that legit or? I'm sure there's ways around that as well. Like, like essentially, um, for those who, I mean, I would who hope weren't, so. for those who weren't aware, Microsoft um, uh, has been running its own game streaming platform uh, called Mixer. I think it bought um, an existing platform and then renamed it a couple of years ago. Um, it put a lot of money into it uh, late last year by uh, essentially signing exclusivity contracts with big uh, Twitch streamers such as. Uh, Tyler Ninja Blevins and um, Michael Shroud Gazeski. Oh, sorry, Gazesiak. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, basically, like getting all these uh, really high profile Twitch streamers to come over to Mixer to give it a boost. And then, you know, what, less than a year later, we're seeing Microsoft shut it down and, and, and um, asking people to migrate over to Facebook gaming. Like, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense in one way in that, you know, um, Microsoft probably looked at the numbers and saw that it wasn't really bringing in the money that it needed. And Microsoft now is making a lot more money off the back end, like in terms of its services. So for those who don't know, Microsoft runs um, its Azure cloud um, server platform. So a lot of websites and even Xbox Live and things like that actually run off that. And so... Um, Microsoft already proved can prove to people that it can run effectively. So I think it kind of worked out for Microsoft. Microsoft needed to offload, uh, you know, uh, needed to kind of offload its uh, something that was losing a lot of money. It's already built up the infrastructure in terms of, um, you know, the servers and everything like that. Facebook is looking to get into um, games as a way to compete with companies like Twitch and Amazon and, and, and stuff for that. So I think it kind of worked out for both of them. But the people who really lose out are the the users and, and the streamers. Because let's be honest, like Ninja and Shroud probably, you know, they, they get paid out of their contracts. They get a lot of money. But everyone else, you know, like from everyone from like person with one or two streamers to people with, you know, 10,000 um, like followers and stuff, like that, that's a that's a huge bummer. Yeah, um, just definitely one surprising thing about all this is that Microsoft just went so hard. Like, they just went, we're going to get Ninja, we're going to get Shroud. Like, 
I, I believe at the Big time push. of the announcement, they were actually both number one and number two, respectively, on Twitch yeah. in terms of like average viewers. I'm pretty per sure stream. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there were a couple of people with like possibly more followers. Um, yeah. But I've got I've got these numbers here, courtesy of um, a report from Stream Elements. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with uh, you know COVID nineteen, everyone in lockdown, a mm-hmm. lot of people are choosing to do things online. So. Um, but I just want to talk about the the growth in streaming services as a whole, right? So, a report say, saying in April 2019, there were one, 1.971 billion hours of, like, like total hours watched across all wow. the major streaming platforms. Wow. It's a lot, it's a lot. But in April 2020, so exactly a year later... We're talking 3.934 billion hours, so wow. almost 4 billion hours. So it is basically doubled, very close to double. Yeah. Twitch, however, and just Twitch alone, 750 million viewers April 2019. That extended to 1.491 billion in April 2020. The telling thing, though, right, Facebook Gaming, 86 million hours in April 2019. goes up to 291 million hours in April 2020, so that's a growth wow. of more than three times. That's however, huge. Mixer... 37.04 million viewers in April, 29, April 2019. 37.106 million April 2020. That's a growth of just 0.2%. That says it all. Wow. Yep, yep. So every major streaming platform is growing. Even YouTube Gaming, which saw a growth of 65%. I'm not going to bore you with any more statistics that's here still, but that's still, still a, that's a huge jump the fact that you go after the two biggest streamers and you don't even see a single percentage in growth on your platform that is yeah. shocking that is genuinely shocking and it shows that money just doesn't buy you anything and, and the thing is um, like Amazon owns Twitch right so and Microsoft is a competitor to Amazon in the web space and in a lot of its services but I guess it I think Microsoft is like, you know what? We've proven ourselves as being capable of delivering really high-performance cloud services. So we no longer need to foot the bill to run this front-end. Why don't we offload that to someone else and then we f- we focus on just delivering the back-end cloud services and, and, and compete with Amazon that way and let a company like Facebook, which is really desperate to kind of get a foothold in the streaming space, um, you know, they're hungry. Let's give them... Um, access to our database and things like that our communities that we've already built up and then you know we we take a little bit of money and we cash out and I think that's what I think it also sucks that it's like what a month you got a month notice that's not that's not a lot that is not a long time at all yeah like depending on how like I guess innovative and flexible you are with routines. It won't yeah. really bother you that much to make the switch to Twitch or YouTube gaming or, fa- or, or Facebook or wherever it might be. But I don't know. It's just very like, like every, like I've got all these different graphs here from that report and like everything is showing growth except for, except for Mixer. Yeah. It's undeniable. Like, well, a part of me is thinking, like, did Mixer fail because it doesn't do anything different from Twitch? Like, pretty much everything that Mixer does has already been, like, perfected on Twitch. Like, like in terms of, um, like, a site that's not here that I do know of that is kind of cool is a site called Caffeine. Um, mm-hmm. That's very much, like, opted towards, I suppose, in terms of its streaming. It's very much... Um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, as you're watching a stream, like, everything's happening right in front of you. Like, the comments come on screen for, like, 15 seconds and then they disappear because it's, like, it's all about the, the now. Yeah, like, yeah. so a lot of, like, musicians will do their, like, live sets on caffeine mm. um, because it's it's more just, like, about, you know, you being in the moment rather than on Twitch where there's things like clips and VODs and, you know, you want to, like, remember. Yeah. You want to no, archive I, everything I on Twitch. Yeah, like... I think um, caffeine sounds like it's a bit more true to the um, live part of live streaming. Yeah, very much Twitch so. Twitch has become a kind of like a repository, like it's kind of the go-to place. And I think Twitch is kind of, you're right. I think it is very bloated in that way. Um, but I think, I think, I think it's funny how Twitch started off as an offshoot of Justin TV because just people on Justin TV wanted to stream a lot of game stuff. And then now uh, Twitch has now got to a point where there's people streaming a lot of stuff that's like not gaming related. So I wonder if there's a need now for like a non-gaming Twitch. Like, you know, I, I don't think there's really anything... Like, I think Caffeine's one, but there isn't really anything that's like a competitor to it. I don't think that many people stream on YouTube like compared to what you well, get I on mean, average uh... on Twitch. I, I, I think even Facebook, like... I think most people know Facebook streaming for, you know, uh, terrible to say this, but like, you know, the, the the horrible attack in New Zealand a couple of years ago. Like, I think that's the extent of yeah, what people know I mean, about I mean, Facebook streaming. Yeah, I mean, still, even, even um, like you say, is there a need for a new Twitch? I don't know, because they obviously added the um the just chatting category, and that that's now the biggest streaming category on Twitch. Like, it gets more viewers than League of Legends, Fortnite, Overwatch, all the biggest all the biggest, like, Twitch yeah. games, just chatting gets more viewers. Yeah. But, and that can be, like, for many different reasons. You know, it's it's just easy for people to get, like, a camera, sit in front of it, and just, you know, talk with their fans. Whereas, like, if you're playing, like, League of Legends or Dota or whatever it might be, anyone playing that game... Uh, sorry, anyone streaming on that channel is playing that game. Anyone doing just chatting, they might be... Um, they might be in just chatting while uh, cleaning out their emails, but they'll have just chatting open so that they're not lonely, right? They will they might be doing just chatting while doing the, like, yeah, the ironing. Yeah. or Like you don't need to be watching actively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, it's, so it's, 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 to it's enjoy a little it. more varied in what kind of content you see on, 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 on a, uh, as opposed to uh, like one of the game categories. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, there's, um, you know, both Mixer and Facebook um, Gaming have put out statements, and, you know, for the most part, Mixer's one is very much like a um, a solemn piece. It's like, you know, saying about how, um, uh, you know, Facebook... Uh, um, so I've got here, you know, the Facebook Gaming team and creators will help the, expand the vision that Mixer has always held around community and building a platform that is inclusive and supporting of each other. For Mixer streamers, this opens up the, the opportunity to reach the vast audience of one of the world's fastest growing streaming platforms. As I said a moment ago, Facebook gaming is now three times more, more popular than it was a year ago. But I still don't actually know anyone who streams on Facebook gaming, so... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I mean cre like, cre credit to them. Like, obviously, Facebook are really big in, um, you know... the um, in gaming in general like we obviously know that they acquired oculus um a few years ago more more we'll get to actually more on that later i've got an update for you 
But, um, yeah, like, a lot of it is mostly just, like, you know, sorry that, you know, Mix is closing down, but we've decided to pull the plug. That's obviously me paraphrasing this now instead of quoting it like I was a moment ago, but the fact that viewers with outstanding yeah. ember balances, which I suppose is, like, bits, um, channel subscriptions or Mixer Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit as thank you for your engagement on this platform. Um, I don't know, like... Uh, like obviously with um what's happened with the um one of the big twitch streamers uh which we'll be covering in just a moment um obviously twitch has handed out full refunds in that instance but mix has just basically gone no you get microsoft credit yeah what like what's what's your take on that do you think that that's a bit comical or yeah i think like what if i don't play what if i'm not an xbox subscriber what if i'm not in the microsoft ecosystem in that way I just want to watch someone and they just happen to be on Mixer. If I put real money yeah. in, I want real money out. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it. it's good enough. But um, no, Facebook themselves, obviously, they're yeah. a little bit more, I suppose, optimistic in their statements. They, like, according to their um, blog blog post on the on the topic, we've got, we've got, quote, we believe in building welcoming gaming experiences where creators can thrive, and we're proud to invite everyone in the Mixer community to Facebook Gaming. Before getting into the details, if there's one thing we all want Mixer streamers to know, it's this. The world deserves your gaming content no matter what you cho- uh, where you choose to stream. Keep doing what you love, keep building inclusive gaming communities, and keep chasing your dream. So, I don't know, like that one's a little bit more kind of like... Uh, I don't know if it's they're doing it in a way that's like oh, like, Facebook Gaming just wants you to be who you are. Like, maybe you can share it with us. Maybe you can go elsewhere. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bad strategy. Well, because I think yeah, Facebook's not, copped a, a lot bad of bad press. Yeah, it is. But I think Facebook has to be, because I think, like, let's be, like, with, what, the Congress, like, the memes and stuff coming out of the, the, the Congress uh, hearings last year where Mark Zuckerberg just sounded like, a robot i think facebook has to try really hard to be like you know yeah well really i mean this, this, this is personable this, so this is facebook gaming which technically there. is independent from facebook in the same sense that instagram is like instagram is owned by facebook but obviously it's its own entity like instagram has its own corporate structure yeah um, i don't know if i'd go that far that, that's 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 how i, I see it like, uh, like 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 i do yeah I, I honestly do believe that facebook gaming because if it was it would be re- it wouldn't it wouldn't be branded facebook gaming it would be branded something else if it was that independent from facebook i think that's the thing that the fact that it's named well, facebook why, why is it hurts then that it. when facebook bought it instagram they didn't rename it to like facebook photos or something because that because it didn't want the negative association it didn't it wanted to separate it from the facebook brand it it, it bought it for the users and it knew that the people who were into Instagram would probably leave if they renamed it something else. Whereas I think with Facebook Gaming, it's now it's been enough time that Facebook is probably seeing a crisis where people are starting to lose faith in it, turn on it. You know, people are questioning Facebook's, you know, uh, involvement in political, you know, uh, like issues and stuff. So I think this is very much trying to say, okay, this is a good thing we're doing and this is directly attached to the Facebook brand where Instagram at that point in time was actually, Facebook was still stronger than Instagram was, whereas now Instagram probably arguably is more stronger than Facebook is in terms of like brand recognition and yeah. like positive vibes in, in people's minds, yeah, no, that, whereas that's, Facebook that's is the I other mean, way. 
I mean, I don't so I really think, yeah, it makes sense. log into to Facebook much these days. Like, I check it maybe, like, once every week or twice a week, maybe. I feel yeah. like it's for, like, like Twitter's our definitely my go-to social media. Um, but... Uh, yeah. But the thing is, like, Twitter and Facebook are made for, like, older people. They're not made for our... I feel like they're... They, they reach an older demographic than someone, than uh, like TikTok or Instagram. Are you on TikTok? No, not no, me. No, no, you're, you're not on TikTok? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, the first time I heard about TikTok was like, it was basically underage girls uh, dancing, lip syncing to songs and getting money off weird old men. And I'm like, yeah, probably not for me. <laughs> no, no I, like, the reason I'm not on TikTok is probably going to be different to other people. Like, a lot of people who don't want to be on it are saying, like, oh, you know, China's going to steal your... Because it's a Chinese app, right? Oh, yeah. uh, people are going to be like, oh, Chi- China's going to, like, steal all your data and, and like, oh, you know... God. And, it, like, that's not why I'm not on it. The reason why I'm not on TikTok, even though, like, I do see videos on Twitter from mm. TikTok... That, yeah. th- that right there, though, is the reason. that is that I see, like, a lot of videos from TikTok on Twitter or Somewhere other else. social medias. Yep. And it's like, is that that easy just to, like, rip someone's video? Like, look, I'm not the most popular person and I would struggle to see a reason why someone would want to take my videos and put them elsewhere. But if it's that simple to do it, yeah. I don't know. I think that's a bit of a flaw in, like, their security. Well, like, like, um, I, don't know if like, I don't know if people are doing it through third-party apps or, like, screen most recording likely, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But, but the thing is, like... Um, um, uh i think i think it's also like instagram tv how like i i I watched a few episodes of john mayer's current mood like talk Mm. show on instagram and most of the time i watched it on youtube like afterwards like a a rip of the stream so i i guess i see that as well but i think um i think it could be but maybe it's also part of tiktok's mo because a lot of the videos you see actually have tiktok uh, um, watermarks and stuff on it. So I think TikTok knows that um, its videos, the videos are going to be shared on other social media platforms and rather than trying to prevent it, how about we embrace it and then we build that, like then when whenever people see a video, they know, oh, that's a TikTok. Yeah. I know where that came from. And there's always the chance that you're going to eventually check it out yourself and then, you know, start posting on it yourself and, and engaging with brands and stuff with that on it. No, that's a very good point, and it is it is up there with like I th- I think it is the fastest growing social media platform of yeah I mean I mean this this is the way that I see it um based on you know the my like what I see online and things like that the impression that I get is that TikTok is kind of aimed at it's aim it's aimed at like preteens Instagram is kind of like your late teens and mid twenties. Um, people who use Twitter are like in their thirties, people who use Facebook and stuff are in their late thirties to, you know, older. So I think that's kind of like the way the hierarchy is right now in age. And I could be completely wrong, but based on what I see in terms of posts about social media platforms and stuff and the people who are posting mostly, um, I see that kind of being the, the, um, the way things are at the moment until, you know, the next thing comes up and then, you know, then everything gets shifted. Now the now Gen Z is going to be like, you know, in their twenties, and then their younger siblings or their kids are now, you know, the Gen A, whatever it goes back to in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, like like I mean, there's there's all different types of you know demands for social media platforms. Like some have stood the test of time, like Facebook and YouTube. 
Others, yep. you know, the mighty have fallen. Like MySpace like is Tumblr's now. Gone. Like or, <laughs> Tumblr is still around, right? But obviously, yeah, it's, but it's nowhere without near the porn, as big it's as useless. It was. Um, Let's be honest. <laughs> like no one wants to go on Tumblr anymore because all the n- hashtag nudes are gone. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not on Tumblr, but uh, yeah, it just, it just wasn't for me kind of thing. I mostly kind of like look for I don't know. Like I really haven't found anything other than Twitter. Like so, if Twitter gets shut down yeah. for whatever reason, I don't know where to go. Yeah, um, yeah. like I'm not on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I, yeah. I I don't have a lot of like of the popular like, social yeah. media platforms. I'm like it's funny that we're talking about Tumblr because on on my screen right now I'm not logged into the Double Jump website and I'm just seeing a couple of ads for Tumblr and I'm like this is funny. Oh really? Um, yeah. You know what? It was what? on before, but yeah. This is completely off topic, but I was watching some gaming videos on YouTube earlier and do you know what I got an ad for? What? I got in 2020 I got an ad for the Slap Chop. Do you know what that is? It sounds familiar, but what is it? It's it's one of those like hawky like um t- uh, television or not television commercial infomercials um yeah. from Vince Offer the guy who did the ShamWow commercial <laughs> and it's yeah. about it's about like the, it, like it's this device that kind of like you stick like you know vegetables or whatever oh, inside yeah, it, yeah. And, it and, and then it you like whack easily. the button on the top and it just yeah it just as, as you said it in 2020 I'm getting Why? an ad for the slap chop I can't believe it <laughs> Why do you have what I don't know a beer, like, because normally you get ads based on, like, what you look at on social media, right? Like, I look at a lot of sports, yeah. so I tend to get a lot of gambling ads, which, as someone who despises the gambling industry, pisses me off to no end. Like, I don't know how many times sports bet, if someone from there is listening, how many times do I have to, like, click the I don't like this ad button on Twitter or YouTube or whatever for you to stop sending me these ads? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, I, I, was, I was watching like YouTube today and I just got an ad for the Slap Chop. I couldn't believe it. I, I think that's that hilarious. product is like 10 years old. I thought they were like out of business. Oh my God, that's funny. Nah, man, people like that always come back. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, did you want to... I think I think when we were talking about Facebook, I think we should talk about um, Facebook's other kind of acquisition which is a uh, former story uh, sony affiliated studio ready at dawn most um, recently known for lone echo uh yeah. vr title but i'm um, also known for do you remember the game the order was 1886 that's on the PS4? one last week that i was meant to say like we were talking about obviously um on last week's episode of the podcast um uh, oh, failed IPs is that too harsh? But just IPs, yes, like new failed. IPs from the start of last year. Gen- okay, I'll go with fail. Um, new IPs from the start of last screen. generation that just never took off. Um, well, basically, and, 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 and uh, the only one quite, I mentioned for yeah. Sony was Drive Club because uh-huh. like, I couldn't remember the name of the order. That was That's a failed the one IP. I was meant to say. Yeah, yep, yep, that was failed. Um, um, yeah, ready. Yeah, so Ready at Dawn kind of cut its teeth on making PSP spin-offs of um, games from other Sony studios, like the God of War series, like um, and things like that. So I think the Order eighteen eighty six was meant to be like a big game for the PS four, but didn't really take off. Like it's most notably known for the fact that it was locked to. Th- um, I think 24 frames per second and like yeah, a really uh, cut down widescreen ratio. They really wanted to make it look like a movie, didn't they? Cinematic. I, yeah. uh, I th- I'm i pretty sure I wrote articles at the time as well, but uh, it, uh, 
I'm I'm not alone in thinking this. I think it was because uh, the game couldn't run at a stable thirty, and mm. um, and possibly the engine, the way that it was kind of developed or used, couldn't handle too many polygons on screen. So, if you make it, if you reduce the viewing like view viewport to be like ultra quote-unquote ultra wide that means you can chop off the top and bottom of the screen so you save save um (laughs) rendering like rendering power i guess in a way i don't know it was a very strange time that was about what 2014 ish i think that's when it came out so that'll be that's gone quite a ways back 2013 i think it would have launched um no 2013 is when the ps4 came out so wasn't it a launch title no, I don't think so. I think it came out after. Could it came out in it. 2015. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it got pushed back. Oh, um... Yeah. No, but um, just, just on to the acquisition itself of Ready Dawn by Facebook. Like, as, as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about Facebook gaming, like, Facebook is really trying to immerse itself into the games industry, and... Um, they've had a partnership, uh, or an unofficial partnership, with Ready at Dawn for a while. Obviously, they've been making the 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 Echo series for the Oculus Rift, but now now the merger Which is, is official. Which is owned by Facebook. Um, yep. Uh, so now the merger is official, and the good news is, um, is that every single staff member has been retained. Like, obviously, it's just a um, like sometimes when these acquisi- acquisitions happen, like um, some staff members are let go, but everyone's coming yeah. across, which is good. Um, which is fantastic especially at, at this difficult time yeah like especially like for people to like just think like oh is my job like in in danger no um facebook sa- um said that everyone who is a ready at dawn team member will be will be taken across which is nice um mm. uh, as as i mentioned lone echo 2 is currently in development um yep. That seems to be the only title that they're, or I guess, publicized that they're working on. They said that uh, we're not announcing future projects at this time. But um, yeah. VR in general, where, where exactly do you see it on VR? Because I think it's got great potential, but I personally just haven't invested in it yet because it's like, I don't want to buy an Oculus Rift or a PSVR for like a single game. Yeah, and I, I think the way I see VR is that it's, I call it, I think of it as something that, quote unquote, tech dads will buy. So dads who are like, you know, the kids have grown up a little bit. They've got a little bit of spare time, a little bit of spare change. You know what? They've they've convinced their partners or whatever to let them have a corner of the house all to themselves. They've the dad cave. The dad cave. Yep, yeah. You know, um, that's that's what I imagine is just like you know, uh, dads late 30s kids are like you know in primary school now so they've got a little bit of free time they go in there lock themselves up and just flail around for you know an hour to two hours once a week or whatever and that's like kind of the the extent to where i see um the vr uh, that's where i see the vr being uh, in terms of it as a market i think there's just the barrier to entry is still very high. I know, um, div- like Facebook's release of the Oculus uh, Go and Quest, like you know, that really does reduce the barrier to entry. And mm. and like we've had Samsung Galaxy, like the Gear VR, a few years ago as well. But I think um, it's a very tricky time because Microsoft made a big push uh, to have a partnership with Xbox and Oculus, but that didn't really kind of that didn't really come to fruition. 
uh, besides you know official xbox controller support for the oculus uh oculus rift um so i don't know like playstation's continuing to support the playstation vr but i don't know if there's like a new version of it in the works um that'll help improve the fidelity because i don't know if you know this but for vr games to really run effectively they need to be like running at about 90 frames per second to avoid you know nausea and things like that and i Mm. think um you still need a pretty capable machine to run stuff like that um and like i just you know what i i I can't be bothered (laughs) you know investing just to play anything yeah, like, what what exactly would be, like, the requirements for you to be interested in, in VR? Like, what, what exactly is stopping you from getting it? Is it the price? Is it the fact that there's not enough games that are it's interesting both. you? It's... I think it's both, mate. Um, well, what, what, what's, what's a fair price, yeah. do you reckon? Ooh. Well, that's the thing. Um, honestly, I can probably see... What? for like a good a really good high quality headset i would not expect to i don't want to be paying more than say 500 bucks australian so what that'll be what 350 us and none of those headsets i think are around anywhere near that price so yeah that's that's i think they're like 600 dollars us yeah like you 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 know me i love my racing games but i don't own a wheel because it's like i don't want to spend especially now like i was actually I, i was actually thinking about getting one and then like i just realized that Oh, Gran Turismo 7 is right around the corner and so is the PS5. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be buying one of the wheels now if it's like... And then it's not going to be compatible or whatever. Yeah, because, we, you know, we know that backwards compatibility is going to be a thing, but are the wheels, like, is the controller support going to be there? I'd rather, I mean, like, it was just... last time around, but I don't know going forward. Um, like, yeah, I've got I, a racing I, I, wheel. I, I've got a Thrustmaster racing wheel rig that I paid a lot of money for about five years ago and I've only used it a handful of times because, <laughs> yes, I finally got good enough employment that i could afford it but then i I didn't have the time to actually enjoy it because of the employment yeah and but the thing is also like if you actually want to enjoy it you have to sit down and put the time in to you know find you know like say boot up a game like project cars all right so i'm gonna race for a bit and then because because there's so much more investment you're actually like you you're so you're concentrating much harder so you get tired so you can't play for as long and then you and then the next time you want to play, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to take the rig out, set it all up and then play. Whereas like, at least with a controller, you can kind of just pick up and drop it as you need, as you want to. Yeah. In in a way, which, you know. Is... Yeah, I, I, fi- I figured with, you know, the, the PS5 right around the corner, I'm pretty much just going to be like, you know what? The DualShock 4, you're doing the job. You've pulled me through all this time. Yeah. Um, let's just get through this last 12 months together. And then we'll get a. PS5. And, and if you were going to get into one, man, I would I would say, probably just get something like those Logitech wheels when they go on special. Yeah. Don't really yeah. think you need too much more than that to really get. Like, there's always diminishing returns. You know, you can always spend so much more to get a little bit better immersion. But, you know, at some point you're just you're just going to be chasing the other point something percent, but spending so much more in terms of money, to get the yeah, next best um, thing. I'm 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 content paying about four four hundred for a wheel. I reckon. Yeah, which you can um, do like pretty easily, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I would yeah like but like at at this stage of the console's lifespan, um, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a sound investment for me to pay four hundred bucks. Wait, now, wait for bucks in a year's time. Wait to see the compatibility before you. Yeah, do that's 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 what I'm that's what yeah. I'm waiting on. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um. 
So that's uh that's enough about um Facebook yeah, and yeah. it's uh two major announcements. But coming uh continuing um, our discussion regarding streaming, we've had story? some kind of disappointing news from the world of video games this week. Like hundreds of women and and people of minorities coming forward talking about their experiences um feeling uh sexually abused verbally abused or you know uh, made to feel like shit really um by a lot of popular personalities um uh, game directors like the creative director behind assassin's creed valhalla stepped down um ashraf ismail um creative uh, one of the lead i think designers of Dying Light 2, uh, Chris Avalone, who's a, a long-time veteran of the RPG industry. Um, we've had uh, a lot of streamers and stuff, a uh, couple lot of flack. And um, one of the people who's uh, been uh, seriously affected by it has been Dr. Disrespect, which is uh, uh, one of the more popular personalities, so to speak, on the internet. Um, yeah, Christian, did you... Uh, w- w- you you had a, you had a, a big read-through a lot of what's been happening like tell us what's what's been happening with dr disrespect yeah well um a lot of the major like details of this story have kind of been kept under under wraps for now um Mm. i expect that there's there must be like something massive here obviously at the time of recording nothing has come out but um uh, specific, yeah. Slasher, the esports journalist, has put out a tweet. Um, Slasher, the esports journalist, has put out a tweet saying that uh, at this point in time, you know, I I know what it is, but I can't say. Um, and uh, I'm assuming that that's you know because of, and, ju- and that was of journalistic integrity kind of thing. Um, yeah, protecting the um, like your sources and stuff. That's that's the thing, like, we can infer based on a lot of the allegations that are being thrown around, you know, what exactly uh, Dr. Disrespect, which is the, the quote-unquote persona of uh, Twitch streamer Guy Beam. Um, so, we can kind of guess. Well, it sounds pretty serious, considering the, the how severe thing, this ban is. The first thing people said, though, Abir, is that um, it was a, D- a DMCA thing. And here I'm thinking, yeah. like, surely not. Like, I mean, it wasn't overly surprising because about a week before, or maybe a week and a half before the announcement mm. of Dr. Disrespect being banned yeah. came out, that's when um, all this stuff was happening where, like, random people were just getting um, DMCA uh, um, emails regarding, like, Twitch clips that were, like, two or three years old. And so that yeah. was, like, you know, the biggest... Um, initial factor into 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 his band but um yeah. you know reports have come out um saying that you know in, insider information from people like slasher and somebody else who had a deleted tweet i should have written down um their name uh but yeah. unfortunately that, that tweet has been deleted but it was saying something basically along the same lines about how you know like I can't really say so there must be like something very very serious here um personally um far be it for me to editorialize here but I do think that at the time where that incident at the, um where he was like filming people in like a public bathroom like that for me was just like yeah, you what know, the fuck like that's that's not on right um I 
I just feel like, you know, there were obviously, like, rules and stuff. And, and, and you know, he got suspended, but he was, like, back a couple of days later. You know, that's what getting suspended on Twitter means. Uh, sorry, on Twitch, rather, means. Um, you know, you're back, basically, a couple of days after. It's, it's like getting a slap on the wrist, basically. But, um, no, like, I mean... Obviously, Dr. Disrespect is big enough that wherever he goes, mm. people will follow, right? He's yeah. He's got, um, you know, he ca- obviously calls it his, his fan base, the Champions Club. Um, so wherever mm. wherever the, um, his fans go, uh, sorry, wherever he goes, his fans will obviously follow him. There's a lot who, even though what has happened isn't really clear, there are p- probably people yeah. out there who, like, will support him no matter what. Unless it's, like, well, that's, really, yeah. like, big news, but... Well, that's the thing. Like, um, Dr. Disrespect uh, eventually posted a an update, like a, a, uh, like a quote-unquote statement on the matter and basically simply reads, uh, Champions Club, so he's addressing his fans, Twitch has, notified, has not notified me on the specific reason behind the decision. Firm handshakes to all for the support during this difficult time. So it's like it's it's. Do you reckon? I, do you reckon I, that's I bullshit, hope though? it's nothing bad. Do you reckon? I I really hope it's nothing like you know sexual or or nefarious like that. I hope it it really is just. But surely there's no way like he he's completely out of the loop on why he's being banned. Like, there was a clip that started going viral, like, shortly after it had been announced that he had been banned in mm. that, yeah. um, towards the end of his very final stream, he's basically, like, you know, sort of staring down away from the microphone, um, and what he's doing is he's kind of, like, I guess, reading something off his phone or something, and then his, like, tone of voice changes, and, and he's kind of, like trying to hold it together it's it's actually like even though look i'm not a fan of dr disrespect it is kind of hard to watch because do you think maybe that was the at the end of the day like whether you like or hating we are talking about someone who's going to have their life completely thrown around but like what's gonna happen so but mate like so i I will take back what what i've just said if this turns out to be something that he deserves to be kicked off for but if it's not yeah then i just want to like um add like a little side note saying that if it is like nothing that's worth being like kicked off like in the situation that like sorry in what's the how do i say it i'm struggling for words here if if he got removed for a reason that he deserved to get kicked off in the way that he did i'll take back what i just said but if not then I still feel like, you know, that is pretty full on just to go... Because I'm assuming that's yeah, what's happening. But, he's, he's just yeah. found out, like, live on air that he's, like, he's been banned and he's about to be kicked off sort of thing. And you can... Yeah. He, like, you can't see him crying because obviously he's wearing the sunglasses. That's part of his persona. But, I don't know, you can just hear, like, that kind of, like, wavering in his voice, that quivering, and it's just like... Yeah. I don't know, even well, as someone at the end who's of not the day, a fan man, of him, like you know you're when you if you're making if you're making a living based on something that is not in your control you know you, you'll have to know that at some point things can end very quickly so yes i get it but i also also feel like you know what you're big enough to and you're smart enough to know that you need to build a following somewhere else not rely completely on one platform so uh like yes i guess it does it does suck if anyone loses you know, the income from, you know, losing your livelihood, I guess. But you're right. If I, I really hope it's for something 
legitimate. Like, well, not to say legitimate. I hope it's something that is justifiable in most people's eyes in terms of this is unacceptable. Like, if it's just something really stupid or whatever, like, uh, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I don't know, man. I'm not the biggest fan of the whole of Dr. Disrespect. I guess I'm not the target audience. I'm not that wannabe alpha yeah. type of person. So it's but that's like, not the thing I'm looking for. So Yeah, like yeah. We, we've never seen any kind of like thing like this on Twitch before. Like people have been kicked off all the time, but they're usually for things yeah. like copyright breaching. Like they might be like um getting a, a, a UFC pay-per-view and like broadcasting that on Twitch. Like that tends to be something that kicks off. Or a lot music in the background or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like even then, that's usually just going to be like a D- DNCA thing. They're not going to be kicked off Twitch for like playing music while playing a game. Like I'm talking yeah. things that would so that, get this your must account be removed. Super serious. Yeah, like we've like, never seen this kind serious. of thing on such a high, and it highly seems permanent. Like yeah, and, and 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 like I said before, you know, he was filming people in a, in a public bathroom at a convention, what and. And like you know, it in a, it, within oh. a few days he he was he was back on on air. So like, we're yeah. talking something that has to be you know, um, extremely serious. Hopefully in the next you know couple of days, you know, announcements will will come out. But as of yeah, as of recording this, um, nothing is nothing's been said other than, um, it is bad. But according to yeah. according to people like Slash, it sounds like. I'm not going to doubt that at all. But, uh, but we'll, we'll try and follow up this story and either yeah. cover it on next week's podcast or maybe in a future podcast yeah, we'll, if it takes longer we'll than see. We'll see. a week to, to, yeah, a week to um, get through. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I really hope... Um, I'm, I'm bracing for the worst. But yeah, I, I, I don't even want to... You know what? A lot of crap, a lot of shit has gone down this whole week. A lot of people have come forward. Um, a lot of heavy stuff's been discussed, and 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 we're not the voices that need to be heard. Frankly speaking, you know there are plenty of like go to Kotaku, Eurogamer, Gamasutra, and stuff for that. It's not just in the gaming industry. A lot of the creative arts industries and stuff as well. Like there are a lot of people coming forward, and a lot of stories to be heard. You know whether or not you believe them or not, that's your choice. But at least uh, take the time to read and just consider. The possibility that you know there are people who are who are being treated like crap and harassed whether sexually or emotionally or physically you know the people are made to feel like shit people are abusing positions of power like you know go out there we're not going to tell you what to think but if if at the very least you know please consider the fact that when victims do come forward they have so much more to lose than the people who are being accused. Um, so, like, just just think of that whenever you, you know, you go into an an article, um, and you want to, and you read something about someone's experiences and things like that. That's that's all I'd like to say, really. Just just give them a chance and and hear them out. Yeah, and and I will I will add. Um, I'm going to make a quick plug here. There is a user on Twitter. Um, who goes under the handle Denny Von Doom. That's D-E-N-N-Y Von Doom. Uh, so all, all one word, not underscores or anything like that. Denny Von Doom. Um, he's been cataloging a lot of like these um, uh, pe- people have been sending in, you know, um, like things that have happened to them, kind of like abuse situations. And so he's put out like a heap of them 
over the past week and a bit. Um, so that's like a really good resource mm. um, just to see like, you know, because um, this is happening in, you know, esports. This is happening in like, you know, game development. This is happening like on, you know, game, like in streaming. It's happening in pretty much all facets of the gaming community. And it's something that, you know, obviously needs to be highlighted to show like the damage that it can cause. Um, yeah, for sure. That's and it's and it's far reaching, like, you know, um and even in even within like games journalism like IGN, a lot of uh, a lot of accusations don't leveled at former IGN, you know, um like very senior people at IGN and things like that. So it's it's not an isolated thing. Um, you know, you know, about six years ago we went through everything uh, the whole Gamergate saga where a lot of um, female game personalities and and their supporters and things like that were kind of just like publicly humiliated and shamed and stuff all in this for the sake of um, you know ethics and games journalism which was kind of like a, a front and it and it turned out basically to be a witch hunt for anyone who disagreed with the status quo of you know straight white male, run media and straight white male only um depictions and, and things like that you know yeah, so like, like all it takes is the mere mention of Un- anita sarkeesian and people just lose their fucking minds yeah like calm the fuck down like we are intelligent enough to be able to have a civilized discussion but as we've seen time and time again it seems like that is beyond the reach of it's, like it's beyond some every, people's capacity. Every community in this planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I'm not going to say it's just games, but it's just disappointing to see that a lot of it is concentrated on games. Um, you know, it, it does break my heart as, you know, I'm not a woman, I'm not part of the LGBTI community, but I am a person of colour, so I, I do value representation. You know, I do get excited when I can play as someone who's brown or black, um, and not just be relegated to, you know, oh, I'm a white guy. Look at me. Um, like, I, that's one great thing. I, I um, booted up, so I bought Dirt, two, Dirt Rally 2.0 recently, and there's a character model who has an Indian face, and I was like, oh my God, that is so awesome. Like, yeah, but, but even, just, even then, that's like, so cool. <laughs> like, it can be cool, but often in like those types of games, you know, I do play a lot of racing games, there's probably like. Yeah you know, 10 or 15 preset white models and, like, one or two fair. Exactly. You know, one or two... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Or like, um, darker skin tones or, like, Asian tones yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I didn't have much choice there, but, hey, I was like, you know what? This is a step forward. Um, and good on Codemasters for doing it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really, like... Uh, mate, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty much for anything Codemasters does, but, yeah, it's a kudos to Codemasters for that. Just a little shout out there, and of course to um, any 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 developer who you know really tries to like honestly put in those kinds of efforts and not just you know yeah. a token character or whatever it might be. Yeah, like even Max Temkin, who's like the co-creator of Cards Against Humanity, has kind of stepped down as an active uh, lead like leadership role because allegations coming out of some really poor behavior on his part oh what's actually um, happened there I, ha- I haven't heard that oh uh, i think i think he was accused by former employees of being like kind of uh, a general douchebag you know kind of racist and you know 
probably inappropriate in the workplace and stuff like that. And you know, okay. Um, okay so when we're talking yeah. racist and uh, in terms of Cards Against Humanity, are we talking like the kind of racism that Cards Against Humanity as a game generates? No, or are it's we more so like, uh, on, he like, did. Um, like, like the way he was, like the way he is in terms of uh, being like sexually sex like creating a culture of you know like sexual and racist kind of inappropriateness so it's uh yeah um you yeah, know what geez, like that, uh, that, i think polygon's got some me, so. yeah polygon's got um some good writing on on what's been going on there so i would i would encourage you guys to check that out um, like, like we said before, you know, there's plenty of resources there. You've got Denny Von Doom on Twitter. You've got uh, stories from Polygon, GameSpot, Kotaku. Pretty much every major gaming publications got a roundup of uh, a lot of allegations. Like even even the Destiny community, which I'm a, a big part of. Like you know, even that was rattled. Uh, one of the biggest streamers, Say No to Rage, um, uh, had some allegations leveled against him and stuff. You know, that's really it's really disappointing to see how widespread it is but you know the only way we can try and make things better is if things are out in the open and we are having discussions about it so you know kudos to everyone who has stepped forward you know we're with you um we hear you we are you know we're here to listen we want we want this industry to get better we want people to be heard um and we want change to happen that can only happen if people are given the support that they need you know, I'm sure you'll agree with that, Christian. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when you have, like, I guess, uh, places where people can go to to get that kind of support that they do have after experiencing, you know, whether yeah. it's r racial abuse or sexism or something like that. Um, and, and we've had to, we, we have let go of staff members previously when their their values didn't align with, what we feel is a very inclusive culture here at Double Jump, you know. Um, we said, you know what, you are free to say whatever you want, but do not do it while you are a member of staff. Um, do it in your own time and do it when you're not when you're not part of our community. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, nine times out of ten, yeah. they'll just basically like, you know, be, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, they'll, they'll be too far up their own ass to like you know realize yeah they're, they're, they're more just gonna be like yeah i'll just i'll continue being a racist but i'm gonna do it over there somewhere else <laughs> yeah yep pretty much yeah pretty much things like that so uh, you know what let's let's talk about some good news christian i think we need a little bit of positivity yeah we've had you no know, um clo closing in on an, an uh, on an hour of just like mostly negativity let's say not in yeah. a not in like a, a bad way but obviously all the stories we've been focusing on have had like a rather or not, not the one about um facebook getting um ready at dawn on their team but uh yeah that's no, that's that's probably a good that's good news no like yeah. obviously um the other stuff a, a fun thing that people are going to be able to look forward to is the announcement of crash bandicoot 4 it's about time um that you know a that's going to be appropriate coming subtitle <laughs> yeah uh, well i mean the you know there was the the insane trilogy a few years back but um uh, yeah i don't remaster. i don't even remember what the last actual like mm, who knows uh, was it 
it, it was like all those was, X, PS2 games. Was there something Xbox after games. Swinsanity? Yeah, all that stuff. Like, um, like I think I we're talking playing, that far back. Yeah, so so basically, this so Crash Bandicoot Four is, as it sounds, a direct sequel to the the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy. So it kind of like it assumes that the other Crash Bandicoot games that happened on the PS2, PS3, like all that stuff, didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's, um, I don't think it's that they don't exist. I think it's like a different timeline, sort of like how in the yeah. Simpsons, like things just kind of like loop back around. Yeah, because because it, it's it's um like like following on in in stuff that we that uh that was covered in Crash Bandicoot Three Warped, which which dealt a lot with like you know traveling to different worlds and things like that and time travel and stuff like that. This one is now focused on a new like a multiverse kind of idea. Um, so, uh, it, I hope it leads to a lot of crazy, like, um, levels and, and physics and stuff for that. That would be really awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember in the first game, you know, a lot of the levels are basically, um, based around, you know, the beach or the jungle or something like that, whatever it yep. might be, until you get to, like, late game and you start infiltrating, you know, Dr. Cortex's, uh, you know, Lab secret and, lair kind of thing. Fortress like, and stuff. So, you get, yeah. like, a lot of science levels, mm. and then, like, um... You know, Crash Bandicoot Two then started introducing like sewer levels and then other things like that. Or, um, yeah. and Crash Bandicoot Three, like yeah, like the racing levels and yeah, that's and when obviously like things went to like a new tier. Yeah. in Crash Bandicoot Three. So I definitely feel like there's going to be a lot of elements from the third game in that this. will have influence on the development yeah. of this new game. And and, and the folks behind it, so uh, the developer Toys for Bob, which are most most famous for the Skylanders series of games. Um, the toys to life, like basically bringing back the toys to life genre of, you know, figurines that can activate things inside games. Like th- those are the, uh, those are the people who are making this new game. So not the folks at Vicarious Visions who did the insane trilogy, uh, kind of remaster collection from a couple of years ago. So who knows, maybe new studio, new ideas. Um, it's going to be current gen only at the moment, uh, due for a an early October release. But you know, hopefully, there's a PS5, Xbox Series X, uh, you know, port uh, coming soon as well. But yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of uh, of the upcoming generation, um, got a couple of related stories. So first of all, is um, just some more newer reporting saying that the 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 processor in the Xbox Series S, or otherwise known as uh, Lockhart, as its project name, which is considered to be kind of like the equivalent to the digital edition of the PlayStation Five, so a little bit cheaper, like a cheaper model. However, this one might actually have um, less RAM, and 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 uh, and less compute units, so less like kind of um, like like kind of processing units that would be on a on a on like a like a full on pro like a CPU on a on a on a system, so it might actually be less powerful uh, to help uh, aid in reducing the cost. So um, that's going to be interesting to see Microsoft actually um, announce something like that. Like Phil Spencer has previously, you know, um, revealed that Microsoft is not against developing multiple versions of the next generation Xbox. So. I wonder, you know, I'm I'm worried that it's going to be a further splintering. Like, it's going to be like another half step between an Xbox One X and a Series X. Like, I don't think we really need that. 
I think just taking out the disk drive is a, is a big enough deal for the for the market without having to you know worry about developers having to develop for yet another you know system configuration. Yeah, the the more like uniform you keep, uh, especially when you're considering um, ha- having you know diff- different platforms kind of thing. Like the more uniform you keep, uh, yeah, the simpler it's going to be for developers because that's why. Um, yeah. You know, for example, it's not uncommon for, like, mobile games to release on iOS before it comes out on Android because it's going to have to take take in how's it going to play on a Galaxy, like, you know... Um, a Note 8 now, versus S20. an S7 versus yeah, I, I'm a Huawei still, I'm, or I'm, something. I'm still rocking the Galaxy S7 Edge. Like, I tend to buy yeah. phones a couple of years after they come out because, like, I yeah, the price pay is the less right. for it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But everyone on an iPhone, you know, all that's going to matter is, like, do you have, like, an iPhone, like, 10 or... X, I really whatever, don't keep up to date with new models. So, like, what are they up to now with iPhone? iPhone 11. iPhone 11. So, how's it going to play on an iPhone 11 versus a 10, right? How's it going to play versus yeah. a 9? And they'll only go back so far. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. on Android, you got to take into account all of Samsung's like model lines you got to <laughs> take into a, up. you got to take into account like Huawei um Oppo like what are some other like LG so like yeah, all these different Motorola brands it's, stuff, like, yeah. it's, it's like um it, it's always been the like, it's like Mac yes, and Windows it's like, thing it's as like, well yes you know? they are all running like the same um OS but how yeah. are they going to cope with like the specs that's inside it like is there enough exactly like, yeah like so um, in terms of go, like thing. going back to this this thing with the with the new Xbox, if the two are completely different and it is causing developers to have to make <clears throat> like it's not that they're having to make two builds of the game, are they? Well, not so much. Well, that's the thing. Like, we, I'm not a developer. You're not a developer. Like, I don't actually know how difficult it is to make games for you know multiple systems, but. Yes, I'm sure that having shared architecture um, between the consoles in terms of using AMD processors and graphics chips and stuff does make it simpler. But I think anytime you add any extra like work that needs to be done, that's you know another set of testing, another set of like you know like parameters to kind of measure for. Of course, it's going to take more resources, um, and you know. It, add to crunch and things like that like it's not going to make it easier that's the thing but another like if we are still talking about kind of new games and new systems um square enix uh recently announced that it does plan on announcing and revealing uh, a bunch of new games over the next couple of months so this comes via gamatsu um where a uh, so gamatsu tr- uh, translated an interview um of a Square Enix executive speaking with No Investment, No Life, um, which is a, a Japanese publication just uh, regarding... I think this was more centered around you know, uh, financial results and things like that, but there mm-hmm. was an interesting part there where um, the interviewer asked the executive about um, you know, the fact that there's no E3 this year, but how has coronavirus affected plans for Square Enix's announcements? And, and the fact of the matter is, yes... Um, um coronavirus kind of you know even if e3 went ahead coronavirus kind of meant that the a lot of the um the demo content and stuff that you'd have ready for the show wasn't done in time so square enix probably wouldn't have had a a strong showing at e3 itself but um 
uh, Square Enix fans should expect to see a whole bunch of announcements coming around, you know, from July through to August. So the next couple of months is going to be a very interesting time for new game announcements. Oh, that's that's definitely good on like my behalf. I know that uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, Square Enix properties that I am very fond of. I know that um, you know, obviously Final Fantasy is like the big one. I yeah. Um, you know that's the, that's that's a franchise that I've kind of like had. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call it a love hate relationship, but it's more just like you know, I tend to like the games that people don't like, kind of thing. Like my favorite Final yeah. Fantasy game is eight, and a lot of people kind of like see that as like the black sheep of the PS One games. Well, it's kind of forgotten about, right? Um, I think seven and nine were like the technical marvels, and then eight gets like forgotten. Yeah, I, I think I think time's been a little kind to it. I think a lot of people now look like fondly back on it than they did compared to like 10 years ago sort of thing um and i think a lot of that has to do with like um the the soundtrack i think honestly um Mm. umatsu did like a fantastic job on that um and then obviously um, and then it got updated for ps4 recently yeah it's um it got the remastered version on on PS4, I think Steam got an yeah. update, and it obviously released on the Xbox for the first time. I'm pretty sure, but uh, mm. uh, so yeah, like obviously a new generation of fans are going to be able to play a game if they never got to the first time around. Um, I, I, I'd be I'd be excited to see a new Chrono game on Switch. You yeah, know, like, obviously. I, I mean, I mean, do they have any yeah. of the of the like? Do they have like Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross on the Switch? I don't. I don't think they're on the Switch at the moment. I don't no. think they've been re-released since like the DS, like something ridiculous yeah, like, like wouldn't, that. Wouldn't it be great to see games like that back on the Switch? Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Like even if it's just like Square Enix just getting you know a new studio to kind of feel its way through working with the old games before kind of launching into a brand new Chrono um, entry, like mm. that would be sweet. Like I don't know what it would be called, but. Um, that would be like that would be a really um awesome thing do you think they could call it like the collection do you think they could call it the chronology or would that be too on the nose oh i tell you what you're on the right track with um with a clever title but uh i I, i'm I'm not exactly sure what's gonna happen like i mean they if 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 they're kind of like keeping it under wraps it could it could be anything like you know normally when these things happen at e3 there's like links on uh, sorry, leaks rather on on LinkedIn is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, uh, you know, so, a lot some, of hiring and stuff for that. Yeah, but we we haven't had anything this time around. So, but you know, it could it could be a new game in like the Tomb Raider series. It could be it could be Hitman. It could be something like what like one of Square Enix's Western properties. I would love a new Deus Ex. Actually, it's been a, a number of years since we last had. I think Mankind I've still Divided. Got an un- I've still got um my copy of Mankind Divided, which I installed and never actually played. Oh, so give it a go. That's... Like, are you into stealth I got, games? I, I know i got to do that. Are, yeah. Are you, huh? into, are you into stealth games? Well, I, I liked the first game, Human Revolution. I liked that, um, especially the DLC. So, um, yeah. again, it's just a matter of time. Like, I'm playing through Last of Us Remastered at the moment, mm. and I just don't have the patience for the stealth in that game. Have you played but the original? I just find it very... The original, um, the original Deus, Deus Ex. Ex, like on two thousand, like the yeah. original PC one. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't play it. I, I played a little bit of it, but it was kind of dumb. It's amazing I think how well I played it holds it. up, though. Oh, see, for me, like I played it a few years ago, and I think it didn't hold up very well for me. But 
Yeah. When see, I remember see, when I, mean, I was a kid seeing my cousin play it, it looked like such a cool game, but yeah. I just couldn't get into it myself. But I guess I was much older and, you know, games had changed a lot since then. Yeah. But, like, a lot of gameplay elements that were, like, revolutionary back then are, like, antiquated now by comparison. Like, I'd never yeah. played... Um, I was about to say Fallout. I never played Half-Life until 2014, I think. Yeah. And, like, this is after playing games like Bioshock. This is after playing, yeah. like, even, even, like, Call of Duty in the sense that how well does a game like Cinematic. Half-Life... No, 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 not that, but how well does a game like Half-Life handle versus Call of Duty? Mm. Like, I think as much as, as much shit as people like to hang on Call of Duty, the gameplay's pretty sharp. It's pretty like yeah, yeah. it's 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 well refined. Like they it's know solid, what they're doing. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. It sounds right. It feels right. Like you sp- you kind of run at this. You, you sprint at the right speed. The guns move in the right way. Like it's a very like good feeling game. Yeah, if that makes but, sense. But maybe because because I kind of like grew up playing Deus Ex and um you know it's, what 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 else would I've played from back then? Um, well, Thief uh, was like the precursor to no, that. And stuff no, no, I never that, really so. played Thief, but um like I'm trying to think of like FPS games from around that time. No One Lives Forever. Did you ever play that? I didn't, but I know that that is a very famous um uh, famous game. So I think it was Monolith uh, made yeah, those games. Yeah, yeah. Folks um, who made eventually made Condemned and things like that so oh, but yeah like the like I think F- so. fps games from around that time that i grew up playing um soldier yeah. of fortune will be another one uh but those games i could probably go back to now and like think that they're amazing whereas like a game like half-life that is completely um critically acclaimed uh something that i didn't grow up with i'm not that fond of so i don't know yeah. it's just like a kind of like it's a nostalgia thing for a lot of people, and and that that's mm. the same case with me. So like something like Deus Ex, I love that growing up, and I could probably still go back to it now and have as much fun. Whereas yeah. like you, I suppose didn't, so it, you don't have like that. Yeah, same so kind for of... me, it's not as um. How funny is it that the people who made No One Lives Forever made um, the the Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, th- th- there's actually a lot of Crazy. um talk about No One Lives Forever. Um, it's it's completely uh open it's, in it's, terms of like, like um nobody knows who's got the rights to it exactly that's the crazy part like like, like, it like just you tells can't, you, you that you can't get it anywhere yeah yeah like, it's so, like, it's, like so it's, like, it's not on steam no one not, actually knows who owns what exactly yeah. that's the, that's a scary part it just makes you realize that how until how recently like games weren't taken seriously in terms of you know preservation of the art form and things like that yeah. or even caring about you know what happens in the future um, but if you if if you guys um and I know Christian I'm not sure if you know about this but if you guys are on uh, YouTube and I'm sure we all are procrastinating at some point of the day um, uh, the Ars Technica YouTube channel uh, it's got a series um, called War Stories and a lot of the they have a lot of um, interviews with the original creators of games like uh, you know um, uh, oh crap like games like uh, crash bandicoot and things like that yeah um like talking about what it was like back in like even command and conquer um you know the homeworld games talking about what it how like what it was like making those games the problems they face and how they overcame them it's so cool looking back and seeing how you know 
things we take for granted now like were things that were groundbreaking and where people were still figuring out um so yeah it's it's uh, it's on the youtube channel for ars technica and, and the the playlist is called war stories war stories gotta look into that because I, I, I think I you'd like, enjoy um, it man i i, I like, yeah. like gaming documentaries and stuff like that so yeah and the yeah, thing is like um ob- obviously they'll have like um they'll have like you know interviews and stuff like they'll edit it down to be in within like a half an hour documentary but then what they mm. do is like a few weeks later they'll release the full unedited interview and they're like two three hours long of just like all these stories of like what it was like developing on like four kilobytes of ram and crazy shit like that like that's if you love if you love stuff like that definitely check it out i remember seeing something um i saw something uh, a couple of years ago on twitter where it was like this image of a screenshot of Super Mario Brothers is like a bigger file size than the original game was on the cartridge on the NES. Yeah. Like a, a screenshot of a of, of a game is yeah, more than yeah. the game itself. Don't ask me how that works. I don't exactly know how, but it's it's probably got to do with like rendering the JPEG versus back <laughs> then, like having to render files onto a onto a like NES cartridge. I, I'm not exactly sure, but it's it's crazy how like that sort of stuff works now and then we, and, and then and then we talk about how yeah. like um you know games are like nearly 100 gig 150 gig to play them <laughs> by comparison i reckon by the time we get to like not <laughs> this group of consoles yeah. but we'll probably have the first 500 gig game in the next 10 years i reckon oh mate I, i'd say in the next five years we'll have that definitely the way you know the way like things are going imagine like 7.1 or Dolby Atmos sound, surround sound plus 4K assets, if not 8K, um, you know, 4K streaming video and all that. Oh, it'll get there, definitely, man. It will get there. You know what it might be? What? You know what it what? might be? Star Citizen. Star Citizen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Like, like that game has just been like. So once it becomes a real so game, much money um, through... we'll, we'll find out for sure. Yeah. That that game's been taking so much money through, um, not Kickstarter. Is it Kickstarter? Well, it started off Kickstarter, and then I think it just became its own kind of. It's got its own like direct funding on its website. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah. That that's been that's since two thousand and twelve. We've been waiting. Jeez, nearly ten years, and it's still because how long was um, uh, no No Man's Sky in early access for? Oh, I'm not too sure, man. But it was for a while. Because I, I don't even, I don't even think it was two no, years. It, for no, Man's well, Sky. I mean, many would argue that it was early access for a lot longer than that. But you know, um. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm talking like the actual public release date. I'm not talking like how long. I don't remember, it was in a man. I think state. it was. I, a, mean, I think it was almost a year. I think it was just kind of like an incubation and stuff. Yeah, I I, I know it was that, and, and it's like, okay, the, like the two games are different, but they're in like the same sort of vein. Yeah. Right, like the the idea behind the game where you're like free to explore yeah. is sort of, I, I suppose, in the elevator pitch of both games. Yeah. Let's say, um, and, and and like look at No Man's Sky now. Like obviously they've gone on to release. Like there's now multiplayer updates, and yep. it's probably one of the biggest. I think it was like was a No Man's Sky um, Beyond comeback stories. Was like the big update. I think that was the one yeah. that kind of brought people back. Yeah, arguably it's the biggest, you know, comeback story of this generation. I think um, it's that and um, it's Final Fantasy fourteen. That was a pretty big... <laughs> yes, ooh, that was a pretty you big make one. a good case there. That launched terribly. That, bombed, that took three I years to like, get there. 
and and you know what by the time by the time they actually launched um the 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 re uh, a realm reborn of yeah that, um uh yeah but by, by the time they put that together they probably put the like the best mmo like since world of warcraft yeah. i reckon yeah like in terms of just like how solid it is like i gave i gave it a quick go on a on a, on a friend's account and i'm like because i'm not really into mmos because i i don't like the idea of like the the fact that the game is continuing when you're yeah. not there so i don't really play them that much but like i played it and like it's really yeah. sharp I could have seen myself getting into it. I think the only Pokemon... Uh, sorry, the, the, I've just given it away. I think the only MMO that I would probably play is, like, a Pokemon yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, yeah, that would like, be Like, I would probably sink, like, hours upon hours into <laughs> but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing like that has um has hit the limelight. But it uh, kind of segues into, conveniently, into the next story that I want to cover is um the announcement of... Is it Pokemon Ultra? No, not Ultra. What are they calling this new mobile? That oh, uh, I thought it was Pokemon Unleashed. What's it called? Pokemon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, the name's just Pokemon good. Unite. Pokemon yes. Unite. I knew it started with a U. Um, obviously, so, so this is the new thing that got announced at yeah for Switch and mobile. Um, five v five. Yeah, like like and it and it's a, it's a free to play um uh mobile. I I think that is like. Yeah, you know, again, I don't really yeah, play games it's like, like it's League of like, Legends or It's Dota, not quite but, a full you know, MOBA, but it's... You, you can throw a Pokemon skin and... You can throw a Pokemon skin on anything much, and I'd probably play it, much. I reckon. Um, that's, uh... Yeah. Um, I, 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 I do know that this game kind of got... Um, uh, targeted by the Pokemon like fan base after its announcement, saying things like, oh, you know, it's not anything innovative or whatever, but I don't know, Pokemon's been like you know, trying to do new things, like, week in and week, uh, week in and week out, like, year in and, and year and, out, um, they, they kind of make sure I know that, that people, they're always putting in something, and I know that, like, people like, fresh. um, I, I bet Jake would be pretty excited to try it out, because he was a big fan of Vainglory, which was, uh, one of the first major, um, uh, mobile MOBAs, um, and it was actually announced, like, kind of got a very big shout out, at the announcement of the iPhone six back in twenty fourteen, so that was like a it was like on this uh, like the developers were on the stage and everything like that with at the, the at the um, keynote for Apple's on new phone. So like and and that got unceremoniously kind of like I don't know what like shut down shuttered uh, recently. So I think um, people like who've who've been looking for something like a mobile version of it and weren't happy with something like the like the um, auto chess offshoots and and things like that might might actually be keen um to try out something like this especially because it's free to play you know it's uh it's not hopefully it's not too um too riddled with microtransactions but i mean let's be honest it probably will be uh, being a like being a free to play being a free to play game i think it kind of, kind of will be but um i don't know like <sighs> I personally don't have an issue with like micro, uh, microtransactions in a free to play game. Like I, I honestly make their money, right? feel like, it... yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I have got, um, I you know I've played a lot of you know mobile games and I like I just consider it kind of like throwing a waiter a tip at a restaurant. Yeah. Like you know if you if you are enjoying a mobile game, there's nothing wrong with not paying mo- like microtransactions. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, 
uh, grabbing like one of the items you know i don't know like you spend 60 bucks on like a playstation game like you don't have to spend like the equivalent on a mobile game but i don't know like you know i've, I've talked to mobile developers in the past and they say like they own fractions of a dollar yeah, from like every purchase every every player yeah, on like, average like like yeah. on, on on average because there's so many players who play for free and they just like watch ads or whatever and then there's like, people who spend a know, lot they, of money they, but they, the they, minority. they make their money from they make their money from like you know people who we call yeah. whales you know they have no problem spending like thousands of dollars on a game for like a, a sword that instead of just you know being silver and gold or whatever it's like got like flames bursting <laughs> out i'm making up yeah. a, a fake game in my head scenario yeah. here but like i don't know like if you're enjoying a mobile game like just throw in like maybe a, a, a dollar or two just even yeah. that like well that's the thing like like, like have, have you have you spent money on microtransactions in the past uh, on a game? i don't think so um but i have paid for games like up front sometimes that's just easier for me i'm happy yeah, to yeah. pay up front um but Oh, but I, I I put money into like games like Destiny and stuff, getting season passes and things like that. Like, um, sure, yeah, yeah. but that, that's 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 like a different. Yeah, that's but like I, a different I, thing and I have because... you know, and I have done it for like um, Apex Legends and stuff for that free to play game. I have bought um, yeah, like, cool. like the chests, like the coins to get new characters and stuff for that. Like, I'm happy to support them. Mm. Like, I, I I'm happy to if I can afford it, I'm happy to pay for stuff like that. You know, like. I'm yeah. I'm I want to give back to the developers and things like that and um mm. yeah like some people find some people find those kinds of mechanics predatory but I don't like I I just I just see it as like if they're giving me a game that is completely free yeah. right like I'll just kind of say like you know oh good job here's fifteen <sighs> bucks like yeah. and I get like some rewards but back, the thing like, is like um the problem is that a lot of these things like the reason why a lot of these like games got like um caught out in terms of being considered like gambling in especially in the european union and things like that is that i think uh, they target they use a lot of the same tactics as like pokies machines and slot machines and stuff you know the right sounds the right imagery the right patterns to kind of tap into that endorphin yeah. rush that people look for you know, and I think that's yeah. Like, look at look at how many people creepy. complain about Ultimate Team in FIFA. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, oh, I need to get like these amazing players, and it's like, technically, they've kind of like been putting things together, like things like with SBCs and whatever yeah. that kind of like, you just kind of like get rid of like dud players, and they can transform into like super players. But it's like everyone wants to build like the best possible team that they spend like hundreds of dollars on that's FIFA thing, points, like... and it's like. Like it's it's a delicate balance they, they, between they, they get nothing back. It's a delicate balance between you know giving the like treating your players intelligently and giving them the choice versus taking yeah. advantage of their kind of basic instinct to want to get you know better things. So it's like you know the I don't know if if complete government intervention is necessary, but I think there needs to be I, some yeah, level of regulation there. To make sure that people aren't being unfairly targeted, especially because a lot of these free-to-play games are played by young kids who haven't developed kind of the defenses to consumer culture. You know what I mean? I think that's that's the danger there. Mm. There's de- yeah, there's definitely a lot of like harm that it can yeah. cause, but 
Like, like I'm, I'm trying to talk, like, the basics of it. I'm not trying to, talk, like, convince people here to, be, like, spend hundreds, thousands yeah. of dollars on a game. I'm just saying, like, you know, with, with how many, like, good free-to-play games are, there yeah. are out there, like, I don't know. Like, I just think it's a, a, a good idea to kind of, you like, know, just... People, people you know, especially if, if it is a free-to-play game. It, not, <laughs> not, not, not even that, but especially if it is a free-to-play game that... Um, has like constant updates by you spending money it like keeps the flow going well, like yeah that's what you, you hope so that like the if money it's is going towards development and stuff yeah like obviously the biggest cash cow right now is fortnite right but if people like keep yeah like like look at how we've Roblox got like concerts well, in man. fortnite now but, but i'm saying like if yeah. you look at fortnite how we have like music concerts inside the game like that would never happen if people didn't spend money on it yeah, and and, no, and it's sure. it, it's silly. Like people spend money on like dances and like you know taunts and stuff like that, and it's just like or costumes, and it's like you know it, it it's not not anything that's gonna matter. Yeah, like in terms of the gameplay, yeah. it's all cosmetic stuff. But the fact that people are like putting in so much money gives Epic a lot more freedom with what they. And yes, Epic is a major studio already. Yeah, but you know what they've been able to do since like Fortnite has come around. Yeah has just been mind-blowing like it's 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 connecting games to other forms of entertainment in a way that we've never seen before exactly exactly um yeah speaking about costs and you know uh talking about you know trying to maintain budgets and and keep things under control like um we we saw some comments from former kind of head of playstation uh, Sean Layden talk about saying that ga- games are getting too long and too bloated, um, like especially AAA games. Um, in the in like modern games are very very long campaigns, a lot of content on them, a lot of side quests and things like that. Um, that's putting a lot of strain on development and and obviously leading to more costs and things like that, which require you know extra content and stuff, and a lot of microtransactions to recoup the cost. Like what what do you think about um, Sean Layden's comments? Um, I pretty much think he's spot on. I want to just take the time to like read yeah, out a couple of it. quotes from. Um, so basically, in an interview with uh, Venture Beats, Dean Takahashi, Layden has said, "Quote: I would welcome the return of the twelve to fifteen hour game. I would finish more games. First of all, just like a well edited piece of literature or a movie, I've been looking at the discipline around that, the containment around that. It could get us tighter, more compelling content." It would be something I'd like to see a return to. We're talking about, um, so obviously, um, so we're, to- we're, we're talking that, uh, you know, Sean Layden, you know, being formerly with Sony, you know, he would have experience in the, um, overseeing the seven-year uh, development cycle of The Last of Us Part yeah. Two, And, you know, this is a game that got delayed. Um, it's also happening with uh, studios like uh, CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk 2077 yep. that's had like delay after delay. Yep. And it's just like these games are just getting like continually bigger year after year yeah. to the point where it's like it's almost like harming what game development should be because it's like we're trying to make game Like if you talk about like a movie, right, like a Hollywood blockbuster, right, most of them take like a year and a half to two years between like pre-production to premiere and it's like two and a half hours tops of entertainment or like maybe three hours three hours if it's it's a marvel movie but um like a a video game probably goes through 
twice as long a development Mate, cycle. Most games for what is supposed yeah. to, but yeah, like for for what is supposed to give you like twelve hours of entertainment. So they're taking twice as long to make a uh, a game yeah. compared to a movie, but they're giving you so like more. five to seven times. And and, the length, and that's like and that's right? on the shorter side of things now, like. Oh, like I'm sure, like games like Last yeah. of Us and like, stuff, we've like, got campaigns above t- twenty hours in some cases. You know, like like one one of my favorite games to replay through. I I, I do it at least once once mm. a year. Is the original Bioshock, yeah, right, or Bioshock Infinite? Yeah, I'm I'm a massive fan of the of the series, but those two in particular, yeah. um, kind of the second, I suppose. Like I'll, I'll replay through that maybe once every second yeah. year, but. You know, th- that's that's like a 10-hour game. Yeah. And I seemingly never get tired of it. But you know what? I don't think I could ever kind of, like, go back to something like... Um, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I could ever go back to the, the original, like, Witcher. Because, like, it's obviously a game that's older, yeah. right? Um, but there's, like, full of side quests and stuff, and it's just, like... Or, or even something like Skyrim, yeah. you know, so many side quests, so many NPCs. Like Cyberpunk is promising a game that is going to be like about as big a game we've ever seen, mm. right? Um, I reckon we're going to be talking about like a a sixty to eighty hour game there, right? And that's probably like being on the safe side here. Yeah. But look at how long it's taken like to come out. Yeah, it has. It has taken what it's the Witcher three came out in twenty fourteen, I think. Yeah, thereabouts. So twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. So like you were talking like you know six seven years, and and obviously a game like that it, it probably was like the starts of it probably was concurrent with the Witcher three, and then it it ramp development ramped up mm. after the game after Witcher three and all its DLC came out. So. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think The Witcher Three still holds up incredibly well. Like, I mean, it's not, we're not talking like as old as Bioshock, like I said, but um, uh, like, like I could not play mm. it fully. Like, I would just probably just do like the main story again, and maybe like a handful of the side missions. I would not do like a hundred percent playthrough. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, no, fair enough. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know, but just in general, um, just, just, just in general, it's um. You know, not only is it just like me as a consumer, mm. not not only is it me as a consumer that we have to think about, but also um, like like development costs are going to be like presumably lower if um, if games are made to be shorter, that you know they'll in theory take less time to yeah. complete, um, as as in you know they'll take less time to de- develop, yeah. um, you know uh, development costs will go down, there'll be less crunch generally speaking. Uh, so, yeah, like, I, I just, I, I don't see why, like, uh, Assassin's Creed is, like, the big, like, example, like, that 10 years ago was, like, your standard action-adventure game, and pretty much since the jump from the Xbox 360 and the PS3 generation to the current generation, um, that, uh, that's now, like, a fully-fledged RPG series, and I, look, I... (laughs) Look, look I, I do think that they are amazing games like especially um uh, you know uh, assassin's creed odyssey yeah. um that that um you know especially because you know i've got like a greek background so i kind of like find the the lore and all that stuff cool yeah. um uh but uh, uh where, where was i so so that game now has more in it 
than like probably the original like f- like first three or four games had. I reckon there's more probably more content mm. now. Um, and obviously that that had like all, all those um passes and stuff that were like you, you know you can level up your weapons and things like that. So that was kind of like you know oh you can get through it faster sort of thing. Do you remember like all that sort of stuff? Like those things that un- upgrade your weapons faster so that it's not as it won't take yeah. as long to play through the game. Yeah, I yeah. Not sure if I was always happy with that, but yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah, but I just, I just wanted to um, put this question to mm. you, the the, yeah. the listeners. Um, uh, do, like, do you do you find that there are games that are just you know getting too too? Do you find that games in general are just getting too long nowadays? Like, we're mostly talking about like the AAA games here. Like, obviously, there's a bunch of like indie games that. You know, something like... I remember when I reviewed Gris for Double Jump, like, I p- completed it in about, like, two hours, I think. And, you know, that is probably a game that, you know, I'll remember for a very long time. Um, mm. But when it comes to, like, AAA games, uh, particularly, like, not necessarily RPGs, because normally there's, like, a bit of a leeway with them, but um, even, like, you just your standard action games, like, obviously The Last of Us is meant to be, like, a 25 to 30 hour game. Do you feel like that is getting to, like, the it's a bit of a long trip to get through now or like do you are you are you content with with games that are long that way you get more bang for your buck like how do we how do we feel about that please um uh ha- have a think about it and just uh send, send them to podcast at doublejump.co and uh we'll read out the best answers on the show if you're a bit uh not old school enough for email uh just uh send them using the hashtag double jump radio on twitter yep or your preferred social media platform. Mm. Definitely, we we want we want to hear um, from you guys. You know, we want you guys to tell us, you know, what what you're thinking. Um, because at the end of the day, like, um, it's all about, you know, the this discourse. You know, like we talked, it, we touched on it last week. Like, games aren't purely just uh, products. Like, we see them as experiences. And I think, I think time. You know, people time is precious. So. I think it's very, um, I think it's very important for you know, people to value their time and see, am I playing? Am I getting more out of this game, purely because the developer padded some content in there, or is it? Am I getting something meaningful from these extra few hours that I'm putting in versus what I would have put in just a few years ago? Yeah, I, I just, um, I don't know. I've got, like, this thing where it's, like, a lot of the new releases that are coming out, I'm just not playing because they're telling us it's going to be, like, a 30, 40-hour game, and it's, like, I haven't got that much time. Like, especially yeah. with, um, you know, online multiplayer games that it's, like, you know, um, I know that with, uh, um, you know, Destiny, for example, you've got, like, those kind of, like, weekly... Uh, Bounties and you know, activities You've got, you've got to stuff. play, like, on a certain yep. day to get, like, more mm-hmm. XP kind of thing, you know? Um uh you've got uh like i play rock band right and that's got like the weekly rivals events so you you know you log in between a certain amount of time during the week and you play and you get like xp for your rivals crew yeah um other games as well will have you know systems like that you know fifa's got the weekend league Uh, um you know a lot of games that have a multiplayer feature now ask you to log in between a certain time so it's like that's less time that you're going to be playing a single player game like the last of us or cyberpunk or whatever it is yeah exactly i mean that's how i that's that's how i feel about it listeners um i, I would want to i'd want to hear from all of you just let us know like what um 
what you feel about games. Do you want them to be longer, maybe? Who knows? Like, do you want every game to be, like, 100 hours? Like, uh, you know, you never want to see the end of it. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, like, yeah, look, there's gonna, like, you laugh, but there's going to be people for out sure. there who feel like, sure. you know, the game ended way too soon. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I agree, I agree. I can, I can imagine that. Like, there's always going to be room for people who want to get even more out of the the money that they put in and you know what um and the thing is like we're a bit older you know we've got jobs we've got other things to do whereas when we were younger we probably would have we love the fact that we could be lost in a game for hours and hours and hours and we had the time to really do that you know what i mean so definitely yeah i mean i mean i mean some some games i'll spend like you know more time than it should be because i'll just be like you know uh li- like maybe maybe even just like idle in like uh, a hotel or like a town or something like that and i'll just be like listening to the soundtrack like taking it all in like i definitely did that with um uh life is strange i just kind of like you know absorbed the atmosphere of the game and i think even though that game is supposed to take you know two hours an episode yeah. i think like i think it took me like 19 hours to beat okay yep um because I just kind of like you know spent so much time just kind of like wandering around, listening to the music, talking to all the NPCs. So you can you can kind you can almost artificially inflate the the length of any given game on your yeah. own. Um, whether that be through just kind of like doing what I do and like absorbing the the atmosphere, or um, giving yourself possibly like self imposed challenges to like make a game harder for example um like maybe like uh going through a game with like the worst weapon yeah so like it becomes harder to actually beat like obviously that can make a game take longer than it yeah. should um because there's no like oh if it takes 10 hours to beat you will finish it in 10 yeah. hours you might make mistakes or you might even find solutions that someone else never th- did and you might beat said game in eight yeah. hours well that's the thing um i quality over quantity I think is is something that should not go uh, overlooked, honestly. Yeah, but so so many people like on on social media are saying things like, "Oh, well, if games are shorter, then shouldn't they be cheaper?" And it's like that's not the point. It's more just like, um, if games are shorter, it's just gonna make everything on the production side like simpler. We'd hope so, right? And it's like, well, I mean, there's indie games out there that you know are just as good as, you know, AAA yeah. games and they're, like, a fraction of the price. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't think that's necessarily... I don't agree that a length of a game can... I don't think that shorter games can necessarily make... Uh, I, I don't think... I don't necessarily think that, um, uh, like, making a game shorter will make it, like easier to develop or anything like that because a lot of the work is up front like you know building the engine and things like that doing a lot of the narrative planning and stuff but i do agree that um like it would definitely be something that could be a contributing factor but i don't think that's the main thing like again like it could be the quality of the game you know you could have a shorter game but spend more time on you know building the world um, building the like the getting better voice actors and things like that you know getting high resolution mm. assets and stuff or or having more assets like instead of just creating one you know texture for like this wall you can make you know 20 textures like i think i yeah. think there's something I, to I, be I'm, said I'm not about saying that, that as well 
I'm, I'm not saying that it's going to, like, substantially make development cycles shorter, but it might turn... It might turn 24 months into 18 months worth of development. Yeah. Like, it, it, it might turn... It might turn 12 months into 10 months. I... You know, it, it, it's... It, I, I think if human nature is anything like no matter how much time you give someone they'll always find a way to rush things at the end <laughs> no matter like how the workloads change possibly so, like that's why i mean we talk about crunch like crunch is a really big issue in the games industry so for those who aren't familiar crunch refers to like kind of you know the the, the period just before a game is released um where developers uh, producers, writers, whatever, are forced to work extremely long hours, um, do more days per in a week than they would normally do just so that they can get all these things finalized for the end uh, to get the game ready for release. Like, it's not just unique to... Um, it's not just unique to, obviously, um, like, games. Like, it, it does apply to all sorts of media and things like that as well. But um, I think one way to alleviate crunch is actually i think the thing is better management better time management better scheduling better understanding like i think a lot of maybe this is just a problem where a lot of people over promise and under deliver so now they've got to try and rush it to make it into a certain time frame and i think that's what puts a lot of strain on 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 people and that's what leads to that crunch you know people burning out and you know marriages getting ruined and things like that like games being released in broken states and stuff just because people are just pushed to the extent like i i don't know for sure the game can necessarily make that easier but listen if you if you guys are developers or you guys know you know what it's like uh do write in and and tell us uh what you think about the idea of shorter games like is that something that you guys are for do you think that'll you know um has that had an impact on you creating a game if you have made a game before so yeah listeners um please write in do you think games are getting too long are you looking forward to triple a games getting a little bit shorter in the near future um don't forget podcast at doublejump.co for all of your answers um or use the hashtag hashtag double jump radio on social media to get in touch and let us know what you think um that's going to do it for another episode of double jump radio um christian if people want to find you online at paranoid pixie 95 is that right yeah uh that's that's where i am on on twitter um and if anyone is interested in maybe playing a game online those are also my Xbox and PlayStation gamer tags. So if you send me a message on the Double Jump Discord, if you want to play a game, uh, we'll we'll have some fun. Yeah, please don't uh, just randomly message him on those platforms and then not say who you are and where you're coming from. That's a uh, you're not gonna. That's not gonna be a fun time. <laughs> just give yeah, us some, like, give well, him a shout out on the Discord. Like like as long as I know who's who's like adding me, because if I can get like a friend request from someone who I don't know, I'm not gonna accept. But exactly. Um, like exactly. if you if you send me a message on Discord and then and then just be like, hey, want to play like some Gran Turismo Sport or something? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And you can find me online at Mister Abia Chaudhary. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch with that handle. 
Um, and obviously, find me on the official Double Jump Discord server. I tend to just go by a beer since it's easy to know who I am. Um, I get so confused with everyone's handles and, and people changing them and stuff. So I like to keep it simple for everyone else. Um, but yep. yeah, definitely head over to doublejump.co for all of our awesome content. We had a ton of articles go up this week, uh, as well as Kai's recap of last night's Cyberpunk 2077. Not last night. Uh, I think a couple of days ago, the Cyberpunk 2077 Nightwire stream. So definitely head over to the homepage. Um, and if you liked what you heard, please make sure that you follow us or subscribe to Double Jump Radio wherever you get your podcasts. If you have the opportunity, please do leave a review and tell us what you think. We rely on your feedback to make the show even better for you and all of our other beautiful listeners. So, until next time, look out for one another. See you guys.